And I said, Ah, oh, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms, to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord.
For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. Gospel of the Lord. Praise. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strong rock and redeemer. Amen. So a few minutes ago when Tom read those beautiful and iconic words from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, some of you may have been reminded of the day when you stood in a church, trembling, either in your white dress or in your tuxedo, young, hopeful, filled with love and excitement as you prepared to get married. And you may have heard those words. Someone may have gone up to the lectern and read that love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. And you thought, yes, that's what we're doing. We love each other so much. Some of you may be sitting here right now, 20, 30, 40, 50 years in, after you heard those words. You really know what those words mean. If we're honest, we know that back on that original day, we had no idea what we were getting into. But if those words were meaningful to you in that moment, and you held them in your heart through all those years, they have a richness and a comfort like no other. <clears throat> Scripture in this way is like a piece of art, this passage in particular. Because we've made meaning out of this passage around weddings and relationships for the most part. It's in the same way that an artist paints a painting and they have one thing in mind. All of us who then go and look at that piece of art have completely different interpretations, and we may love it for completely different reasons. That's what's happened with this particular text. And it's beautiful. And we should be thankful and grateful that we have St. Paul's words around the institution of marriage. But St. Paul didn't write it for that reason. He didn't write it for that reason at all. In fact, commentators say he would probably be shocked to find out that it gets read at weddings. And he would say, no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <clears throat> the passage that we read today comes in the, in the letter, this letter to that church in Corinth, right after, I believe, what we read last week, where he talks about the variety of gifts that we together are one body and each one of us matters to that body and brings particular gifts. Apparently the people in Corinth, when he was writing this, were really happy with the news about the gifts. And they were sort of arguing with one another. Well, you know, I'm a teacher, so... I'm more important than you, who sweeps the floor. Or I've been given the voice of prophecy, 
And everyone should listen to me, not to that guy over there. So this part of the letter is written in response to those very human people in community not necessarily getting along all that well. Make sense? So in some ways this letter is really addressed to us, right? Every church, at all times, a group of people gifted in amazing ways. Everybody with their own particular gifts. Sometimes those gifts bump up against other people's gifts. Sometimes those gifts bump up against other people's sensitivities. But we're here, together. Today we're really here together. Eight o'clockers and ten o'clockers in the same room. It's wonderful. It's so wonderful. I've been looking forward to this. One God, one service to have us all here together. So how is this letter for us? How are these words for us as we face some challenges here in our community? Shortly after this service, we will gather, after you've gotten your coffee, we'll gather back here and talk about the business side of our life together. Or in fact, there's always a business side, right? There's always practical things that have to be dealt with in our community. We'll elect new leadership. We'll thank the leadership that has been working so hard for the past year. And we will look forward to the future with hope. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Wow. Is he idealistic or what? What is St. Paul talking about here? That's certainly not my experience of community, my experience of family, my experience of a relationship. And it's not supposed to describe that. That's not what he's describing. What he's describing here is love the Greek word agape, a selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love. Whose love is that? God. God. The love that Paul is describing is the love that God has for us. It's that sacrificial, unconditional love that Jesus has for each one of us and for this community gathered as his body. This is the 
love that God has for us. Love never ends. That love never ends. That love will not end no matter how irritable and impatient we get. That love never ends. got here early this morning and read through the annual report again. You guys will get this. Some of you took it last week. Some others of you will get it at the beginning of the meeting. What I was struck by was each page, each report in here, words about projects and money and people served and interesting ideas and the way we form our faith formation for our children, all of those things are in here in words. But what this is really about is love. Every page, every ministry, all of you, the gifts that you pour out so generously in this community and for the wider world, it's all right in here should be called Annual Report of Love. So I encourage you to read it with those eyes. I didn't make that up. It just came to me as I was reading it. <laughs> really. It's quite astounding, actually. Um, the love that is contained in here, which is a reflection, of course, of the love that is out there. So as we move into this work and into this new year, we do have some very real challenges. And I do think that St. Paul's words are wise to remind us about what love looks like. We can seek to emulate Jesus with that love. And the most very good news out of all of it is, in spite of ourselves, in spite of ourselves, this love will never end. God's love for us. Let's hear it one more time. Reason charm. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Amen.
pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all of us. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. 
let us not be at peace at our own tables until all of your children are good. Amen.
through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation, by him, and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from